are. Hello, hello. Good to be here. All right, so at the end of our time together, we actually are going to let some of you ask questions. And so we'll explain how that's going to work at the end. So if you've got some questions that kind of come up and you're like, oh, I'd really like to ask, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. So getting started, Jonathan, could you just tell me, why are you at Creation? Well, it all started um, writing this book, uh, Don't Stop Believing, by Zondervan. I was at a book signing, and a gentleman came up to me and said, you know, um, I know you have worship music uh, out there on iTunes, and I think your testimony, yeah, because he read the book, and I tell my testimony in the book, and he said, your testimony would be well-received, and I said, that would be an honor for me, and so that's why I'm here. It's all, it all started with this little book. It took me 10 years uh, to write it, but um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was, was the way I began. You know, I, I had to wait for that moment to walk on stage, and I knew how the book began. I said, because I needed a you know, place to start. I've written the whole thing, and I said, I still don't have that bam pow for the intro of the book. And standing on stage with all those guys, thanking the Lord Jesus for the blessings that night, you know, in, uh, in New Jersey, that was it. And so, you know, Troy, um, I think it's, I don't know how you say his name. I think he's from uh, Duhon or Dujon or something. He asked me to come, so that's why I'm here. All right, well, why don't you share a little bit about your testimony? Can well, tell us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, um, my father was a prophetic man, um, and he led me to Jesus very early on. Catholic, devout Catholic, actually. Um, and he moved us to this great little parish, and he'd take me to church on Sundays, and I would watch him pray devoutly. I mean, he on his knees on the pews, you know, tears coming down his cheeks. I'm like, one day I asked him, Dad, why are you crying? At church, you cry. He goes, these are tears of joy for Jesus. I'm like, wow, you, you, don't, you seem like you're going somewhere. Where, I'm with Jesus, son. He says, it's a warm glow. And he said, I'm just so, so in love with my relationship. So I, I wanted to be like my dad. I said, well, is it possible for me to have that same warm glow, dad? You know? And so he said, yeah, you just have to kneel down in your bed in the morning, night, all the time, ask him to come to you, you know, tell him he's your savior, your savior, died for your sins, John, you know, and uh, so I did, and maybe a year later, I said, Dad, I think I have a breakthrough here, <laughs> I was feeling, you know, and he's, I said, I think I found Jesus, I think he's with me, Dad, and I think I, I think I understand, he said, I said, in fact, I'm thinking about being a priest now, <laughs> You know, we go off the deep end when we're young. Um, and I would take my father's golf trophy and, for real, um, say these Latin phrases, you know, uh, and say communion. You know, my mom busted me out. Like, what are you doing, John? You know? And so, funny stuff, uh, that school that my father brought me to, uh, Catholic school right next door, had a tragic fire that... Um, we lost uh, 92 children in 1958. Um, they burned. Um, it was arson. Three nuns perished. And, um, you know, we were shaken. It was, it was, we were all, I think, PST, you know, post-traumatic syndrome, uh, BTS, uh, what the soldiers have. I was only eight. Kept wondering where the firemen were, you know, and they just didn't have the right fire alarm system. There was a lot of things that we found out later that weren't done correctly. 
Needless to say, it was one of the worst school fires. And the enemy, what the enemy sent for bad, God made for good because out of the fire, um, school systems, uh, fire safety systems were, were changed forever. So all around the world, people came to Chicago to find out what happened in this terrible fire. Well, tragedy had a way of forging a new path for me. I wanted to be anywhere else but there, you know. And my father the next day said, you were saved, son. He declared it. You were saved for music, and you're going to play for 10,000 people a night, <laughs> you know. I'm like, where are you seeing this, you know? This is, Dad, I'm just... So he said, I'm going to take you to music school. So he took me to music school, and, you know, I was kind of frozen inside. My, my Jesus was still with me, but I had frozen up a lot of feelings. I had questions about the church and that I was going to, like, why did, how could this, and all these whys, you know, really weighed heavily on me, and I, I kind of just shut down a lot. I was going through the motions. How many people have ever been there just kind of going through the motions and not really knowing you're frozen, waiting for that Holy Spirit fire, right? And I, I walked around for 10 years, um, but my father's grace and his prayer covering me, John's going to be fine. John's got music now, you know. So music became my redemption. I sort of, I found I could find freedom uh, from those thoughts. You know, we had a lot of kids that wished they died in the fire. You know, this guilt thing about why wasn't I in the fire? I can tell you, I, I wasn't one of them. You know, I was glad my life was spared. Um, it was horrific to watch and, and painful. And um, we all had to grow up that day. But yet there was a remnant of grace. And at the uh, 50th commemorative, I went back there and the cardinal uh, said a sermon. And he said, all of you at the fire were surrounded in a supernatural umbrella of grace. And you have walked in that umbrella of grace all your life. I went, of course I have. You know, I felt it. I felt it my whole life. God opened doors for me. Uh, there was supernatural favor at every turn. The Lord had me, you know. And yet, I might have taken that for, for granted. I look back on it now. And, and writing this book really brought me back to my love for Christ and where it all began through my father. And, of course, um, then my father gave me the greatest songwriting tip he had three words for him. He said, don't stop believing. I said, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you said. So my father inspired that song. So it, the book is a book ends. It's a love story um, to my dad and to Jesus Christ. And uh, it's, it's a tale, you know. We all go through the ups and downs, and, and it's never too late to return to the Lord. And, you know, marrying Paula White, uh, I met her on a Southwest. I didn't know she was a preacher. And we got into talking about Jesus, and she said, there's hope, John. <laughs> there's hope for a sinner like me. Okay. Um, but, you know, all along my career, I can see um, the Holy Spirit had his hand not only on me, but my band, you know. And we should have been dead, you know, five times. And we sold a million tickets last year uh, without Steve Perry. And so that just shows you the music is bigger than the guys, you know. And I knew that because I trusted God. When we, went, when we started in 98, I, I prayed. I said, God, show me. This is uncertainty. I'm getting hate mail, and, you know, the promoters don't want to book us. And, and God kept telling me, go, John, go. You know, I got, I got this. You know, so we did. And we proved that we could be journeying, 
and we were a journey. And uh, the next year, we were headlining with Foreigner. So it doesn't get any better than that. So anyway, my story is kind of a return. I kind of got offline with God for a while. My kids were born um, in my 40s, and my dad had passed away uh, in 87. And it was a hard thing for me to face. But it was also a great thing because Holy Spirit came to me as I was crying on my piano, trying to play. I just, first time I tried to play after he dies, I go back home and I, I can't make a note sound. Because I, I said, you know, I, every note I play traced back to my father. How am I going to do this? And Holy Spirit came down and said, no, it's always been me, John. It's always been me. I've harvested his beliefs through me to you. And you've been writing this music for me and through him, you know, through your father. And I just, I, you know, I was like, wow, okay. And um, I wrote the song, I'll Be All Right Without You, you know. And my dad, I know, uh, was a Pentecostal saint for sure, loved Jesus so much. And I am blessed to have that anchor in my life. I'm blessed to have a personal relationship early, early on in my life to know Jesus. In fact, I used to get in trouble at Catholic school when they said, pray to Mary, you know. And I said, excuse me, I have a relationship with Jesus. <laughs> They're like, I don't need Mary. And my mother would say, you can't say that, John. But, no, no buts. Okay, we'll pray to Mary. We'll pray to Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. You know. Um, so that's really my, my background. I was a choir boy. That was my first music, uh, was the Gregorian chants of uh, Pope Gregory. We sang them an octave higher. And then my voice changed, and I got kicked out. <laughs> so in the room with us are youth leaders. And so you're telling us your story about how you interacted with your dad, how you walked away. What encouragement can you give to a group of leaders that are working with students that might come into a place of, you know, a faith that is questioned? What encouragement can you give to these guys? Well, first of all, I want to thank you all for what you do. And and I know this is an anointing, uh, and it's a calling, for real, to have the patience uh, and the anointing and the call on you to lead um, young followers to Christ. And... um, yeah, I have three children of my own, and I led them to Christ early on. They, they were baptized, and, you know, they had their confirmation and, and, and all that. But, I mean, in the end, I think it's about encouraging that personal walk with Jesus. It's not necessarily the rules and, you know, the Christianese that we can lay on them. Do you have and can you have a personal relationship with Christ? Because it all, I can tell you that was my anchor. You know, my father led me there and said, it's possible for you and Jesus to have alone time, you know. And that alone time is so important, you know. you got to have alone time. And, and our kids are just going a million miles an hour, you know. So there's a lot of chatter, a lot of noise. I would encourage them. I just saw this um, scientist that came and spoke at one of our churches and said, um, she's seen... Every, every person that has a, a prayer for Jesus or the Holy Spirit, every 10 seconds doesn't get sick. They, they are ageless wonders. And she said that the human brain, all it has to do is reach out to God every 10 seconds, and you will not be sick. You know? and, and it's a phenomena that, that she can prove. She'll show uh, parts of the brain that get pleasure from praising God. 
Um, that's pretty good stuff. You know, I'd start with that, you know, and say, you know, the best medicine that you could tell a child is that this will empower you, you know. Um, it'll take you beyond anything. It's, it's the strongest medicine, you know, for all of us, I think. So pardon the pun. You've been on a great journey through all your years of music. and Sorry. But what's next? Like, what do you see? Like, you're not done. So what, what, yeah. what do you think God has for you next? Well, you know, I'm writing a lot of music now and, and um, working through. I'm hearing God's voice louder and clearer than I ever have. And um, so it's hearing it, you know. It's having the ears to hear. And, you know, he's, it's ministry, for one. Um, I use the Internet to minister to people. I don't do it to lift myself up. And, I mean, I have, I have enough accolades. I don't have to lift myself up, you know. So the so Internet, to me, is a chance to win souls. Um, that's how I look at it. And I figure I have 25 good years left in my life. Um, I, I, I would do it in ministry, you know. So my wife being a minister, my son-in-law being a pastor, I'm leading praise and worship uh, at our church now, um, continuing to press forward. I want to bring more substance, you know, more scripture into our music, put the scripture back. Um, you know, this new album I had is very bold. It's called More Like Jesus. I went as far as to take Ephesians 3.20 and make, turn it into a song. When I look at the Bible, I, see, I hear music, you know, when I... And it's, it's fresh oil for me because, you know, the Catholics ripped out half of it, you know. Um, I wish I had those scriptures after the fire, trust me, you know, uh, in my command. And, uh, but, um, you know, that's where I see it. I see it in ministry and also, you know, making journey uh, a lasting, you know, classy thing. And, and it has been. And, of course, we have Arnel Pineda now who's uh, a Christian, Philippine a Christian who loves God, we pray together, and um, and it's really great. You see the people backstage now. I actually lay hands on people. You know, when they we have people, young kids with cancer and 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 um, cystic fibrosis and stuff. And I do a lot of stuff for Make a Wish Foundation. We raised over half a million dollars for Make a Wish, um, and uh, so charity is a big part of what I think my goal is. I've been so blessed in my. My goal is pay the blessings forward. That's all. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to open it up to you guys, let you ask some questions. So the way we'll do this, uh, just functioning in the room, um, if you have a question, if you just kind of come stand right on this side, and then I'm going to move over there, and I'll hold the mic, and you can ask the question. Well, we're going to record them. So they, they, want, they want to make sure we have good, good volume. But I will hold the mic. And uh, so if anybody's got a question, if you just kind of move right over there. So during this last uh, interaction, if you've got a question, if nobody's standing there, then um, I'll make up some questions. So I'll let you move while I ask one more question. So you say that you want to uh, leave a legacy, and I heard in that you talked about writing. So when you're writing now, are you writing for yourself, or are you writing for other artists and other individuals? Like, do you hear other people singing those songs and yes, look forward yes. to that? Like, yes, like tell yes. me about that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I wrote all the, a lot of the Journey songs with my voice. Right. You know, I wrote the choruses, and Faithfully was my voice, and Steve Perry took them up four steps or whatever he took them. <laughs> To that key, you know, that key that nobody else can hit. Um, but I do, yeah, I do see that. And um, 
that's part of what I want to do. You know, I see what Hillsong has done, Elevation has done. I'm like, you know, I see myself with moving into a younger group of, of people and fleshing out, like, what would you do with this song? And, you know, and then writing with them and taking that, you know, forth, you know. I, I, I really had a lot of fulfillment out of writing my first album, What God Wants to Hear, and there were songs on there that really moved people, you know, that, that there was something different. There was something different about it. I, I don't write with the same lens as worship you know, leaders write, and so I have just a slightly different look at, you know. So, so how does that work? Like, like, let us in the creative mind for a moment. How does that, how does that work for you? It, it works great because, again, when I look at the Scripture, I, it, it's brand new to me. You know, so I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm like, I could, you know, I could sing this. This is, this is, and God wants me to sing this, you know. And so I, I'm just kind of following his lead. And maybe I'm crazy, but I think, you know, I've done pretty good so far. And, you know, we're moving, moving into some uncharted territory. I, you know, I've written songs that, and I make sure that, you know, they're kind of fresh oil, that it's not been trampled on it. There's like something new about it, you know. And it's a different look. I mean, even my Christmas album, I, I released a Christmas album two years ago that got nominated for a Grammy, Unsung Noel. It's the unspoken Christmas wish, you know, and everything about Christmas that hadn't been written, I wrote, <laughs> including a song for Mary and Joseph. And Mary and Joseph, you know, there's one song called Mary Did You Know? Yeah. She Knew. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Angels. You know, there's angels all over the nativity. She knew. What do we, why did we write? You know, sometimes as a songwriter, I'm, I'm kind of like, that is, no. You know, so I, I wrote an answer song to, to that kind of thing, you know. And, and then, there was a, then there was Joseph. Why is he ignored in the nativity? You know, this is Jesus' father. You know, he, he had, he was a man of God. He was a bold uh, leader, and he went forth, and he saved the family you know, he came through for Jesus. He disappears in the Bible somewhere. But as a father, I looked at that and I went, ever faithful to the father was uh, the guardian to the Savior entrusted with the light of the world. With a road ahead uncertain, he would answer God's calling the night Joseph set aside his pride, Joseph's pride. And that's the song I wrote for Joseph, you know. So God said, lift up Joseph, John, you know. So I'm just listening to these musics, you know, that come through. And he's the most prolific lyricist I've ever worked with, is the Holy Spirit. The most prolific. I mean, he, he is at me 24-7. I can't, I can't, I've got so many ideas, you know, uh, that, he's, that he wants me to write. And so I'm just listening. I'm just, okay, I'm a vessel, whatever, God. And, you know, it's so, it, it's really you know, I came to a place in my writing where I was not getting anywhere, you know. I wasn't getting fulfillment. I was trying to write in Nashville country music, and I was getting shut down. And I said, what's the point? You know, the Internet, no one's selling CDs. I'm not having any fulfillment at all. And then I go to Africa, and these prophets say, there's music on you, John. I said, where? Where? <laughs> you know, no, no, there's music for the kingdom. It's coming. It's coming. And... Um, and they were right. And so now that's my goal is to, you know, leave something behind. Uh, you know, give Chris Tomlin a run for his money. Come on. <laughs> Somebody better. <laughs> Amen. All right. So I love that guy, by the way. Yeah. 
I, so, I got to meet him. So we'll let you guys ask a couple of questions. So I'm going to move here and hopefully not get feedback. So do you have a question? So come close. And uh, so you can introduce yourself and then. Hi, Jonathan. I'm, I'm Pastor Stephen. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Um, so I've been to several Journey concerts, um, never with Steve. But what I want to ask you is, will there ever be an opportunity, do you think, at a Journey concert to possibly do some of these new songs? Ah, you know what? My partner, Neil Jean, does not uh, like spiritual okay. and Journey together okay. on the same bill. I would love to. Okay. That would be amazing. Okay. But maybe I could be the opening act or something. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys have had an amazing. Uh, yeah, like I said, well, he doesn't the, like to. He's he's like religion and rock and roll and politics don't go together. I'm like, okay, whatever. Well, I'm 55, and after the 80s, it just died. Yeah. I mean, as far as I was concerned, music went away. It's, well, he's the one that plays Amazing Grace on his guitar, so I. Oh, oh, awesome. You know what? What is that? You know? Okay, well, so will, will, there you go. Well, that's. Awesome. But thanks for that question. Yeah, Appreciate you, Pastor. it, Pastor. Uh, good afternoon, I'm Dave Miles. Um, Hi, Dave. Pastor out of Port Allegheny, Pennsylvania. Um, just curious, with what you write, what kind of ratio do you have writing for secular versus spiritual? You know, um, I hardly write secular anymore. It's, it's all been about God, you know. It's all been Holy Spirit music, and um, I have a bunch of ideas started, but, it, you know, it's uh, Neil and I will get together soon. Um, but I kind of just shut it down for a while. I'm just having too much fun doing this, you know. <laughs> and then I'm learning a lot of the classic uh, hymns. So, um, you know, I'm diving. I, I met Guy Penrod, and, um, and he is uh, just the coolest guy, you know, and he, he sings the coolest hymns, and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to learn that. And so I've, I've kind of dived into the worship leader role right now, and I'm, I'm just having fun with it. Well, that's awesome, and just I uh, want to thank you for a couple things. First of all, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, to thank God up there. Uh, I've watched most of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductions, and I don't think I'd ever heard anybody else do that. It's amazing to me. I, I told uh, Eddie Vedder, right, I was with Eddie, and I said, Eddie, you know why we're here, don't you? And I said, Jubilee has just ended. And he goes, what's Jubilee? I said, everything's been taken, will be returned. And I said, Everything is rightfully will be returned. What was yours will be returned to you. Cubs win the World Series. Journey gets a Hall of Fame with Pearl Jam. And he looked. I, I said, so praise God right now. Praise God. Praise Jamboree. Amen. And, it's and, a 50-year cycle, Eddie. It's a 50-year cycle. We just ended it, and now we're getting our, our glory. We're getting our favor. Yeah. And, and you know, I also want to thank you for putting a kingdom message in to your secular music, too, mm. because I get that. Um, and I've actually, when I hear my youth group in, in the van on the way to Creation Festival, uh, screaming, don't stop believing at the top of their lungs on the way down. That's it. You know, and, and speaking to them through a youth message based upon exactly. don't stop believing. Thank you very much for the inspiration. Oh, my, my pleasure. You know what that, that feeling is, the Holy Spirit feeling. We know that. Hold on to that feeling. Hi, my name is Josh. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Hi, Josh. Uh, just curiosity, are there any artists that you would like to work with uh, with writing music and having them play it or vice versa? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's several. You know, are, uh, there are a bunch of them. That, you know, I, I just haven't gotten around. I, I was really like Carrie Job. I really like her music a lot. Uh, I mentioned Chris, Chris Tomlin. like to co-write with him. Steve Furtick um, seems to write a lot of stuff. The guys at Elevation are doing a tremendous job. I really like a lot of their music. Um, so, but, you know, that's the club. So, you, you know, you have to be anointed to get in. So I'm still working on the anointing. Amen. Well, thank you.
thank you. Uh, I get bragging rights now because I get to go back to my dad and tell him I met you. So. All right. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending a few minutes my with pleasure. us. And I know tonight you're going to be doing a book signing, and that is at 8, 8.30 at... Up at Artist Signing. So he'll be signing his book. And there's also books available if you want to purchase them as well at the... We're going we're gonna to also rock for Jesus right at the beginning. So be there. Make, make sure you get my song because it's... Um, right. Well, it's, let's thank you for coming out. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sir. Thank you, Sean.